This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman. Welcome, everybody. We have such a special show today. I am so excited to introduce our next guest. Um, We're going to talk about real connections in this digital age, you know, in a world where it's really easy to pick up thousands of friends and followers from all over the world. How can we cultivate meaningful relationships that enrich our lives? My guest, Lori Harder, is a leading expert in the field of transformational work, mindfulness, and self-love. Lori and I are going to talk about ways we could break through the online world and make real-life connections and discuss the physical, mental, and emotional benefits of having a strong circle around us. Uh, Lori, so grateful to have you with us today. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on your show. Yes. So Lori's book, A Tribe Called Bliss, just uh, is out. And um, it's so exciting. And it's such a great book. I've been looking through it. And um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into the details of, of, you know, really why it's special. I feel like it's, it, this, you know, the kind of discussions in the end of each chapter. It's really cool. Um, but let's talk about a little how you got into this. I always love to hear. I know you're an expert in the field of fitness, transformational work, mindfulness. Can you tell us a little bit about how your path has led you to where you are? Uh, well, you know, to be honest with you, I've, I've been asked this question lately, and it, there's been so many little things that have led me here. But there was a couple major things that I can tell you pivoted um, to create this exact book. And uh, one of them, actually, how it all started was because something pivoted for me to create an event. And the book was created from the event. So I'll tell you what happened there. And that was, um, you know, I had for my my whole life, I really just had this idea that in my soul, I knew I was meant for more. I think a lot of us can relate to that. We just mm-hmm. feel like yep. maybe there's, you know, more to our life or there's more to our connections or there's just more that we're meant to be doing. But I just had never actually finished anything in my life until like my mid 20s when I finally mm-hmm. decided to set some goals and start doing fitness competitions. And, you know, through that, because Amazing. of my childhood, I was raised in, um, you know, I was homeschooled through high school. I was raised in a restrictive religion. I didn't really have any friends. So when I, I had some friends, but it wasn't like these great connections. Like I never really understood what that really looked like. So I did a lot mm-hmm. of solo striving. And I know that I had started seeking achievement in my mid twenties because I didn't, feel good enough. I didn't feel smart enough. I didn't feel like I was getting the validation that I needed. So I quickly learned that if I achieved things, that it felt like I was receiving love. So I got really addicted to achievement and the validation Mm -hmm. from outside sources. So what did I do? I went on like this rampage of what else can I achieve? What else can I do? And I did love fitness. It completely transformed my life. And of course, I wanted to help other people. Um, but sometimes we can be so driven by that, that need for validation. And that's really what happened to me. And I found myself in this place of not only being really lonely, but achieving all these things that I thought would bring me this fulfillment. And I just was like, it's like realizing your ladders up against the wrong wall, like finally achieving these great Mm -hmm. things that you wanted, but feeling so isolated and lonely. And like, you missed what the journey was all about. And that's really, you know, there was a big part, a big piece that happened in there of, 
I had uh, started really becoming uh, successful in the network marketing business and along with my fitness business. And I had some falling, a falling out with some women that were in my business. And this turned into like a year long, um, almost like a, a, they had started this gossip ring about myself and then about my husband and all of these other things. And I, I had never felt so hurt in my entire life that I just built these walls like higher than you can possibly ever imagine. Mm-hmm. And for a year, I felt like I did not want to get out of bed because I felt like my life was being, you know, like I was being taken completely like I, people were misunderstood. And from there, what happened is I thought, if this is happening to me, where people feel like they're getting kicked out of a tribe and they have nobody else around them because they, you know, put all of their love and all of their validation in this one group of people, what mm-hmm. is happening in the rest of the world? And I thought it's gonna, it's so important that we have so many different support systems and agreements in our relationships to talk through what's going on, to have these agreements of no gossip, to have these agreements of don't take it personal, to have these agreements of what if the tough road comes up? Like, do we have a conversation about this or do we set these boundaries or do we have these other women to discuss it with? And so I had created an event out of that where women could come and just connect and process and feel safe and say me too. And what I learned from this event was not only was this so desired because all of a sudden it's my very first event. You know, I'm known as like a fitness person and it fills 300 women from eight different countries. And I'm like, okay, I see Mm -hmm. that this is a big yes for a lot of people. Um, and I send out a, I send out a survey after this, this, um, event and you know, let's, this is like, let's say three years down the road now of doing this event is when the book came to mind is because they would say, you know, I'm having these amazing transformations. Things are changing in my life, but I'm really missing the magic of the connection that happened in the room. Like if I could have that in my daily life, I feel like I could do anything. And I thought I have got to write a book that acts as the facilitator. Like I acted as on stage. That is the agreement. That is the boundaries that teaches the respect that teaches the structure that teaches the conversation, um, that we're not having. So that's where the book came from. That's amazing. And I I love, I mean, I love so many parts of this, but I do love the idea of communicating and verbalizing um, your intentions in friendships and intentions in a tribe or intentions in, you know, going into it with a clear understanding of of everyone's boundaries. And, you know, I I sometimes feel like misunderstandings and conflict, you know, people just run away from because they're not, they're not, they don't see it as a way to become closer. They see it as a way of like (laughs) avoiding you know, and I think that all has to do with our narratives around that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I love that you just said that because if we have not, if we haven't seen an example of good communication, clear communication in our female friendships, we have nothing to model it off of. And honestly, I, I only saw avoidance a lot in my life. So that's really what I learned. It was like, Oh, that hurts or that's uncomfortable or, Oh my gosh, I can't believe she didn't know that this is how I wanted to be treated or how could you not, you know, how, how could you right. let me down like this? And it's like, did I actually tell them what I, what I needed from this relationship right. or how I felt that we could come right. to an agreement? And it's like, no, I didn't. I was hoping they would read my mind. <laughs> exactly. I always tell clients like, you know, most of the time when you have a complaint or criticism or you feel hurt, it's an emotional need not being met. So you could say to somebody like, mm. you know, when you don't text me back, I feel like I'm not a priority instead of like cutting them off. <laughs> you know, it's just, yes. um, 
you know, bringing, bringing an opportunity to the table that actually brings us closer and allows us to be more vulnerable with one another, you know, but it's hard. It's hard for people to express their true feelings because it makes them feel a little vulnerable. So, you know, that is, that is just obviously some more mindfulness in, in people's lives. Yes, I love that. And, you know, I think with this book, I, I talk about that a lot because it's not that even with these rules, with these, with the structure and these agreements that you're not going to get hurt. It is a relationship. And right. anytime we enter into a relationship, you yes. are going to get hurt, disappointed, let down. But it's all about having the tools to really look at it in a new way. And mm-hmm. to also understand that this is two different people bringing all of their history into one spot and expecting that it's going to be like easy and breezy. And it's, it's not. Right. If you want a really good relationship, it's about how often you're willing to have challenging discussions. And the, the book is about teaching you how to have them. Like I even have scripts in here because to be honest, it's like it's like throwing someone into a sales job and being like, okay, make sure you, you close this deal and you, right, you know, you right. know how to sell this product and we have to have scripts. We have to learn how to talk to each other because yeah. I didn't know how to have these tough conversations. Right. So there is a grace and there is a way to have them that you can, you can kind of make it look as if it's all on you, not them, you know, no blaming on them. Um, right. Otherwise that's where the walls go up and they're, they, they shut us out. Thank you for listening to Rewired Radio. And now a word from our wonderful sponsors, Professional Revenue Recovery Services. With the ever-changing landscape of private insurance reimbursement, the challenges of maintaining the health of your revenue cycle may seem insurmountable. From complicated billing and clinical guidelines to changing fee structures and more, today's behavioral health providers need an ally to help optimize the revenue cycle and ensure the stability and security of their revenue so that they can focus on providing quality care for their clients. My sponsor, PRRS, is a full-service revenue cycle management company that specializes in serving the behavioral health community. They offer traditional billing and collection services as well as utilization management, verification of benefits, training, and consultation. Additionally, they offer transitional, and support services for facilities looking to self-manage their own revenue cycle. For more information on Professional Revenue Recovery Solutions, PRRS, go to www.prrsinc.com or to speak to a revenue management expert, you can call them at 1-888-405-3118. Totally, totally. And that's what I really appreciate about your book. It just teaches effective communication and does give people kind of, you know, a, um, a, a way to well, you model it, basically, because like you said, I think a lot of people are hesitant um, for many, you know, so many different reasons to to bring up anything that would make someone else feel uncomfortable, especially in the past, if they had brought up something and somebody you know, abandon them or denied them or, you know, hurt them. So for sure, I, I think this is such a beautiful way of presenting, um, like, it's almost like having a, fr- a friend or a buddy, you know, it's like just something where yes. it could, it's, it's some support, you know, and I, and I think, I think that's very appreciated for people. I, I do. Yeah. Mm, I'm so glad you said that. Cause when I wrote it, I was like, okay, what would I say if I was in the room 
with these yeah. two or three people right now. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, you definitely, you definitely hit home with that. So I wanted to talk to you a bit. I mean, I know we don't have tons of time today, but I wanted to ask about, you know, these days, you know, with, with technology and the, you know, the hundreds of ways in which we could feel like we're connecting uh, with people and we're really, you know, not, you know, we're not talking to them. We're not hearing their voice or their tone or their, you know, um, or, or they're like, you know, there's so much communication that's nonverbal, you know, their body language and, <laughs> And I feel like a lot of my clients, at least, are feeling a little depressed and anxious because um, they're comparing their their lives to others. They don't feel like anybody really knows them, just kind of a, you know, the image of them. And so how do we encourage people to, you know, obviously we can't, we're not going to like stop using our phones and stop using these apps like Instagram or Facebook, but how do we begin to you know, make people aware that they can have their own boundaries and they can, you know, put in effort and action in their lives so that they can connect with others, even if other people aren't, you know, taking the first step towards that, like pick up the phone and call a friend, you know, like what's, what's your thoughts on that? So I, I love this topic because this was my life. I, (laughs) I had moved around a lot and I'd moved, um, and this was about six years ago now I'd moved from Minnesota to Mm -hmm. California and I had this beautiful, you know, online tribe. I had like a fitness tribe back in, in Minneapolis, Minnesota, but I had moved out here and I was like, you know, I have all these friends online, but I am so lonely. Like I know I could just even call and go to a workout with or a coffee, like, Being an entrepreneur can be insanely lonely. Like you're sitting at your computer feeling like I'm talking to all these people with no real connection. So Mm -hmm. for me, this literally was my life. I'm giving you all of the things that I did exactly. So it's really about taking it from online to offline. And the other day I was thinking it's it's really about going from the internet and taking these women and making them your inner net, like making them the people that are your safety (laughs) net that can catch you. I love it. what is what is, yeah, but what is that you know, I saw this web of women like holding hands like who have each other like in my mind I just thought how do we get there and it takes a conversation it takes vulnerability so for yeah. me what I did is I thought okay if I wanted what is what is like my ideal tribe of women look like like who would be and I know this sounds bad but who would be the low-hanging fruit that's easiest for me with least resistance in my system and gut, like to reach out to these people. So I was like, okay, let's go with least resistance first. What do I have in common? Like, let's do some, let's reach out to some fitness women. Okay. I've been going to soul cycle. Let's search some, some hashtags there. Let's try to connect with some women there. Um, and also I, you know, the uh, events is I had done some like smaller events and things like that. And I was used to running events. So I was like, I'm going to search, uh, LA women's events. I'm going to search soul cycle. And sometimes I would see some people from even my class come up and I'd be like, Hey, I was just looking at the different hashtags. I know this sounds like, this is what you have to say. You have to be like a third grader and just state your intentions and how you feel. And if people don't like it, fine. Just know I sent out like 50 invites like this and got uh like three back, which is great because they're still my friends to this day. Um, And I would say, Hey, you know, I just moved here or I'm new in the area. I'm just looking for any, you know, I would love to connect with like-minded women. If you're interested in going to coffee, even for 20 minutes after this or or after a workout sometime, let me know. Zero expectations. If we meet and we have great energy, awesome. If not, great. We had a great coffee together. Like I let them. So there's a couple things that I did there. I 
told them how long. I also told them I would come to them and make it as easy as possible. Yeah. Um, I, I told them that there was zero expectations. Like, I don't mm-hmm. expect you to, you know, be friends with me after this or go hang out all the time or whatever. Right, like, I really right. just want to see. Um, I also said I would love to see how I could support you or anything like that. Like, just looking to make some like-minded connections here or have a yeah. chat. And, you know, I had some incredible women answer back. I had one woman who is still in my life. I'm actually going to do an event with her and I've done some other events with her, um, from doing this. And so I set an intention and I made this a regular part of my week and uh, to reach out and to set a friend date. So once a week for, I did this for about six months, once a week for about six months, I made sure I had a random coffee date. Like I was like dating friends and it was I love it. it was so <laughs> challenging and so freaking yeah. awesome like I I, was, I had resistance every single Monday I did it every Monday after a workout and I was like yeah. oh my god I'm doing it again and then I leave like <laughs> I leave floating around because I was so proud of myself and I, I felt so fulfilled and connected like to women and their goal. missions in general yeah. Yeah. And I bet the women that, that responded were really open hearted, open minded women, like the ones worth connecting with. So, you know, that would actually be open to, to that, you know, so you Absolutely. wind up. Yeah. So it's it's like you manifest it because you wind up, you know, actually with the people that that probably are, you know, of the same spirit as you and the same nature as you, which is it's just who we want as friends, really. Oh my God. Yes. You know what? The intention, like just what you said, just, just doing that, matching your actions with your intention, your intention is so like, it is the thing I firmly believe that is creating all the magic in your life. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. So even if you have that intention, I just want to share a really quick story that was so magical. This girl was going to, and she sent this to me yesterday. She was going to the bookstore to buy my book with the intention of, Oh my God, I cannot wait to see what this book has about building tribe she, and, and so she was thinking of her tribe and what this will be like. And she was really nervous, but excited. She ended up meeting two women in the bookstore, in the bookstore, in this aisle. Wow. And is now so cool. she's thinking she's going to do this with them. They got their numbers uh, and everything because she was holding that intention. Oh, that's amazing. How cool. I mean, you're <laughs> gonna, I feel like you're going to hear tons of stories like this as, as the, as the weeks unfold, you know, cause it, it, like anybody wait. that's, yeah. Cause anyone that's interested in building a tribe, like your book, you know, is, is that's what it's about. I mean, is, is going to be, um, you know, setting these intentions. So how cool that is amazing. Um, so a tribe called bliss. Can you tell me about the title just for a minute? Is it, I, I immediately thought a tribe called quest, but I love it. You know, I love that. <laughs> it's a play. It's a play on the best band. Yeah. yeah the best group. Okay. So it's really funny. Cause I did, I love, I, I still love, but I loved a tribe called quest growing up. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was just, I just loved their music and it just, it's yeah. very nostalgic to me, but the title actually came like, it was a complete download. I was on an airplane and I was uh, about to uh, go into um, marketing, not marketing for the book, um, the proposal. I was about mm-hmm. to finish up the proposal and it didn't feel like, it didn't feel right yet. Like I was like, this is not this feels more like just a self-development book. Like this needs a twist. Like this mm-hmm. needs to really be impactful and something that's not going on in the world right now. And 
And, and, you know, I was actually in this phase of writing down, what am I really good at? Like, I think we all go through that. Like, who, who the hell am I? Like, what am I actually right. good at? Like, what is my <laughs> zone of genius? And yeah, so I was writing it down genius. and I was like, I am a, I am a facilitator of deep relationships. Like, that's, that's what great. I'm actually really good at. Like, I'm not an yeah. expert in, you know, really anything except I can go to town, you know, I can go to town here. I'm good at a lot of things, but this is where I just feel yeah. most alive. So then That's all of fantastic. a sudden, my husband was sitting next to me and he was like drinking a drink on the airplane. And I went, like spilled some of his drink. He's like, oh my God, what is your problem? And I was like, uh-huh. I have the title. And I know what it is. Like, this is the book that's meant to be done in groups. Like, this is about tribes. This is about connecting women. This is, the book is, is The Facilitator, and it's called A Tribe Called Bliss. And that's he's amazing. like, okay, let's do uh, it. And so A Tribe chill. Called Bliss was just downloaded, but it's called A Tribe Called Bliss because this is about women creating lots of tribes in their life and going back historically to what we are meant to be we are meant right. to be tribal we are meant to right. have sisters we are meant the to village be we're meant to have me- yeah. yes absolutely like not just three friends but honestly creating tribes of friends all over the place for different reasons and fulfilling yeah. different needs in our life right. and then bliss is because my event is called the bliss project and a lot of my programs are like the bliss habit bliss project things like that so mm-hmm. that's kind of been mm-hmm. a word that i'm obsessed with because it's not about reaching bliss but bliss is the following of it so it's actually right. what happens in the in the journey of following it. So to me, that's like tribes who are all on this journey of just seeking together. Yeah. I love that. And then you, like you've said a couple of times in our conversation, like it's like, it's, it's in the moment of feeling uncomfortable. It's in the moment of like, you know, like you said, proposing a coffee or, or it's in the moment of like asking someone for their number and then the process of getting to know them. It's the process that is really the most, I think, um, insightful and impactful in our in our lives like like like, you, like we said before like you know a lot of us pray for like the end result like we just want a group of friends or we just want the house or we just want the husband or we just want this but really it's the process that gives us the most insight to who we are and and what's important to us and like what feels good what doesn't feel good who we like who we don't like who we feel good around who we don't you know but it's like we we have to do the work I mean you you can't just go end up with the tribe of people without putting in the work, but the work is a positive thing because it's what's going to make us get to know ourselves better. But I think people like feel like, Oh, it's too hard. It's too, it's too much effort. It's this and that, but that is what we should be like praying for, you know, or be excited for. Mm, I love that so much. Right? My, one of my um, friends that I just uh, did an interview with, she was saying, purpose is the opposite of depression. And I thought really purpose is Mm -hmm. so full of growth. And it's like growth is the opposite of depression and loneliness. And that was the case for me. It was when I really pursued growth, I would rather feel the resistance and, you know, the pain with the reward on the other side than the pain with no reward. Because no matter what life has pain in it, no matter what. And when I really learned to accept that and realize that it was there for me, um, the whole process that it was like, oh, okay, well, I'm feeling this, but this isn't a bad thing. This mm-hmm. is a growth thing. And then yes. it's going to bring me something fulfilling on the other side. 
Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm happy you echo the same thing. Um, so Lori, can you tell everybody where, you know, they could find the book and websites and just all the info to get to you? Yes. And thank you so much. So the oh website God, that has everything on it is just a tribe called bliss.com. So it's the title of the book with .com at the end. And you can see mm. the uh, where to get the book. You can see where the tour is going. Because we're doing Boston, Minneapolis, Yay. Toronto, New York, Los Angeles. Um, so I'm going to be visiting um, a, a spot near you talking all about, you know, tribe, what's stopping us? How can we break through? How can we start the conversation? Amazing, Lori. I'm so happy that we're connected and uh, that everybody gets gets a chance to, you know, listen to you and everyone go out there and buy A Tribe Called Bliss. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining us today and stay well.